Hello and welcome back to The Movies Made Us Do It. Me and Matt are back. How are you, Matt? Oh, I'm pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm very well. Um, looking forward to digging into Streets of Fire. Um, a film I, I think I've only watched probably once before this. Oh, really? Mm, and a long time ago. I I must admit, the, the first thing that struck me, I, I rewatched this yesterday, and the first thing that struck me is that it's not as musical as I remember. Um, okay. I, I think on the last episode, I was like, oh, this will be our second musical after, you know, or after um, uh, The Wicker Man. Mm. And uh, yeah, I was like, well, it kind of is. It's got musical segments, but it's nowhere near as musical as I remember. Like, I my memory of it had way more songs in it. Um yeah. Not that this is devoid of songs. There are there are quite a no, few. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's yeah. I, um, I, I when when you said the other week when you said it was other music, I was thinking, oh, see, I remember it as the opposite. I remember is it not having as many songs in it? Yeah, well, you <laughs> and, were right. You were totally well, right. I've seen it quite a lot. Mm. I just remember the main the Steinman ones really. Yeah, I mean, it's really oh, obviously Steinman as well. well. Like as soon as as soon as those Steinman songs start, you're like, oh, Steinman. Yeah. <laughs> you just you can tell by his style immediately. Yeah, I you're like, oh. I mean, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Jim Steinman, and me one too. of my favourite albums is um, Pandora's Box. Oh yeah. Fucking love that album. But as soon as the Steinman song starts, He's got a style, and you, you can... Know, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know it's a Steinman. A Steinman like, Steinman. insert insert Meatloaf or Bonnie Tyler singing this, and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, uh, it, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? But, but, um, but dude, if you're going to get someone to write songs for a musical, like, you can't really yeah. go wrong with that. That's a pretty well, solid choice. Total Eclipse of the Heart was, was, was originally written for a vampire musical. Yeah. That's... If you listen to the lyrics to Total Eclipse of the Heart, it's about a vampire. Yeah, well, so is um, I Would Do Anything for Love, right? I mean, like, the music video is literally Meatloaf as a vampire. No, he's a... He's, um... he's a vampire. No, no, he's, he's the beast. Oh, is he the beast? I always, I always thought he was a vampire because it was like I wouldn't turn you. I would do anything for love, but I won't turn you. No, I think he's. Well, I think it's certainly in the video. I think he's supposed to be Beast. Oh, who knows? He's just me, love. Um, well, when did you see this movie for the first time? So I think it was on uh, Bravo. Ah, okay. So I, I feel like maybe. So you didn't see it sort of when it was releasing no, or, or around that I time it only been a, a, a like a couple of years later but right. i didn't see it when it was re- initially released i want to say yeah that, that's interesting because i didn't obviously i didn't uh watch this in the cinema because i think it came out before i was born um but i think i just saw this at a friend's house you know uh okay. you know i think it was one of those like rental deals yeah you know, where it's like oh my friend's gonna come around and we're gonna rent a movie and watch me you know uh, watch a film and and this was this was the film um and uh i i really enjoyed it it's it's, it's funny how sometimes you see films and you're like i really enjoyed that but yeah. then you just don't go back to it or really think yeah. about it again um because like as soon as you said this film i was like oh yeah it's a great movie i remember enjoying that but it just hadn't really crossed my mind uh until recently although i will say weirdly enough just after last episode you mentioned this the next day i went into a charity shop and they've got like this amazing steelbook edition of it oh with cool really cool artwork on it i'm really tempted to go pick it up um oh, it totally would yeah it's, it's really cool i was like wow what are the odds oh well, i guess you know it, it's one of those coincidences you see things because you're kind of a it's in your yeah. mind's eye now um yeah. but yeah kind of cool um well, yeah i think me and me and a, 
me and a friend watched it uh, on on Bravo. I think a couple of years after it was it was released. And I must I said I should point out that's British Bravo, not the American one, because I think the American Bravo I think is like sort of classy. Oh no, our Bravo That's is not British classic. Was, yeah, <laughs> like for horror movies and like sleazy movies and trash. And, yeah, trash stuff, which was great. I love Bravo. I've actually I've, I've watched a lot of cult movies on Bravo. <laughs> yes, I always even. Um, I mean, I was watching Bravo in the nineties, and I always remember it being yeah, lots of lots of horror and cult and trashy yeah. stuff. It's great, sort of erotic movies and yeah, stuff like that. which is a teen is yeah yeah exactly. It's good stuff. And I think. We sort of we, we we kind of obsessed about this for for a period about this because the well one of one of our favourite bits is you know at the beginning when Cody comes in with the, and that gang and you know the knife bit yeah you know which we'll, we'll go into it's but that, such a that, great moment we, we basically recreated that a number of times that that scene <laughs> <laughs> just because it's such a great fucking scene. Well, should we get into the movie and and yeah, and get it. to that scene? Um, so uh, we open. In Gotham City, and yes. uh, it's it's nighttime. Richmond, sorry, the the borough of Richmond, which uh, it looks it just looks like Gotham City. I don't know if it's the same sets or what. I mean, obviously, they, Batman's quite a few years out from here, they, but um, they, is it, again for some reason they decided that they didn't want to. It's basically Chicago. Yes, I think there is some stuff out in actual Chicago. Yeah, they did one or two outdoor shots. Yeah. Uh, street shots in the, in, in the actual Chicago. You, when they're traveling on the train... Yes. They, what, there's a specific bridge in Chicago that was like, ah, I know that bridge. That's in Chicago. That's a real place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so they basically spent, I think, one, one and a half million on making a, like this set in um, LA. Mm. And because of like m- most of the actors were like pretty young, they ha- I think they had to go by certain laws so they couldn't film at night sure. so they built this sit this like city and then they put this fuck off great tarpaulin over it so that it was you know they could do whatever they wanted there sure and, and yeah i mean i think it's a fucking great set well it, it's great when you combine it i mean and this is why i say it's gotham city because it, it they they open with this in another time another place yes and it is like it's like much like 1989's batman you've got gotham city and here richmond borough it's this 1950s never ended so now we're in the 80s but it's still the 50s and it's like this really weird mix and i love the aesthetic of that mix and i really loved it in batman as well where you've got a lot of that 50s influence uh mixed in with the 80s stuff uh batman was more 30s isn't it or sorry yeah i guess it is more 30s in batman um but here it's it's way it's more fifties. Um, really fifties, and and uh, except for like I love it. There's a sort of certain, cer- certainly later on that when they're in the red light district. Yeah, there are all kinds of fashions in that road. Yeah, there are like seventies pimps and like you know there's eighties people wandering around and and there's all you know it's it's brilliant. I mean. Well, you know we'll, we'll get there, but when Ellen Ain turns up, she's definitely not fifties. No, no, no. That's what I mean. It, it it's mixed with eighties. It's mixed yeah. with with all sorts. Um, it, it's great. It's a great mix. Um, and it kind of makes it timeless and makes it almost this yes. fantasy piece to where you can be like, yeah, cool. Whatever happens in this, you know, because there's some pretty crazy things that happen in this film. You can yeah. kind of just let it go. Is like, well, it's just another reality where this kind of stuff happens. I guess you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's open with it's a rock and roll fable. 
Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I have some serious questions about how the police force work uh, yeah. as, as the film goes on, but but for now. Um, yeah. Well, we... the, th- that's the, the other thing about this movie is is it's basically a Western. It is. It, it's just, you know, you get that really confusing bit when they shoot up all the police cars and then yeah. they go back to a police station in another borough and no one cares. <laughs> and it's like, that never happened. And no one ever mentions yeah. that ever again, that this group well, of people just shot up all the police cars. You you, you do find that in, in the States, though, don't you? you? They've got, like, borders where the certain comes... Cause the, I you're, feel you're, like if you shot like, up a load of police cars in one state and went to another state, that would probably do a, Don't they do a similar thing in, like, Porky's? Because the Porky's itself is in a different uh, Do you state. know, I honestly... There is so little of Porky's that I remember these days. Oh, really? I, I would need to go back and... Maybe we should do Porky's one day. Oh, God. That I've, could be fun. Could, yes. It could be fun. Like, I just... Yeah, as an interesting, uh, you know... It's been a long time since I've seen it, but maybe I know in in, in Porky's because Porky in that state basically I think his brother might be the chief of police or something, right? And state and they chase them out of you know they they basically leave at the, I think the end and they they go to their own state and the cops in their state are waiting for them, right? So they sort of there's like a a sort of border thing, uh-huh. so. You could kind of, I guess, say it's something like that. Maybe, other, maybe. Um, it, it's, it's, that bit, it's, but it's fucking weird. It's weird, but it, again, it's because it's in that another time, another place thing. It's just, okay, it's a weird fantasy and the, place. And, and the, two, the two coppers in this part of town basically are just a sheriff and a deputy, aren't they, really? They're very outnumbered, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we do see them in these opening scenes. So uh, yeah. it's it's gig night. There's there's a big concert going on and, and pretty much everyone, including the police, are tempted to go there. They're all yeah. like, hey, there's this, you know... Uh, they don't really go into it. All they say is that, well, Rick Moranis' character says it's it's a benefit. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in this shithole. Yeah, so it's it's Ellie Aim, who is this, this young uh, up-and-coming, although maybe has made it now, I guess. She's returning yeah, home she's, she's, like yeah, star, she's just, right? Sort of, she's just made it, I think. is the Homegirl yeah, done good and has is, is now yeah. come back uh, for this benefit uh, put on by Rick Moranis, who, who I think is my favourite Oh, he's like up there as my favorite character in this movie. He's oh. superb. He's so good. I'm Amy Madigan's my favorite character. Okay, she would be my my first or second. She, they're they're, yeah. they're vying for uh, for position there. Um, Always favorite, but yeah, no. See, the Rick Morales is. I just want to punch him. But what a range between the same year, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. What a range. Those two two roles couldn't have been more yeah. different. Uh, it's Absolutely. really cool. But and uh, also the, the the fucking amazing the it's actually one of my favorite openings. It's so awesome it's, when you see people, everyone getting ready and uh, yeah, like you see it, everybody getting ready is and it it like quickly cuts almost to the beat of the music. Oh, it's it, it's filmed like a music video. It's great. Yeah, it's completely like a music video. Yeah. And, and you know, you see that you see Cody's sister, you know, at the diner, you know, she's doing her hair and stuff, and, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and you, and you get the the crowds of you know moving down the streets and stuff, and it's all quick cuts, and you've got that sort of sweep that keeps happening with the, you know, with the titles and stuff that like like a train going by. Yeah, you know, it's like a train going by on fire, basically. Yes, <laughs> is, yeah. the way, is, that, is how you put it, and it's such a fucking amazing opening. And then when you get the sort of, Diane Lane runs out on stage, and it's like, wow, that is fucking amazing she just looks fantastic yes and 
and and that's the point where you sort of go because you like you said it's it starts off as like yeah it's 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 in the 50s and then she runs and then the 80s arrive yeah she (laughs) she runs out looking like you know the 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 embodiment of new wave yeah and uh, and it's like oh okay so we're not quite in the 50s then we're 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 somewhere somewhere else actually you're right that that opening is is almost (laughs) entirely could be the 50s until you get to her coming on stage and at that point you realize something's off and you're like oh actually no like what is this? It's a mix of the two. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, the music itself says you know. Well, yeah, like we said, Jim Steinman is like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you get that fucking amazing intro as well for for Willem Dafoe's character. Oh, you've, dude, you've he's seen so the good. Bikes in this. and you've seen them sort of coming along, mm. and then they they arrive at the back of the of the auditorium, and they come in, and they're completely in shadow. Yeah, and, and he just walks forward, and you're just following him, and you don't. All you see is his, his outline, and then when the lights go up and you just see his face, it's like Jesus Christ, that dude's fucking mental. <laughs> I, I am a I am a sucker for a good silhouette shot. Um, yeah, I was too. saying uh, one of my favorite shots um, is uh, in uh, oh it's what is the name of the movie? Uh, it's the last. I think it might be the final Dirty Harry movie. I forget the name of it. Um, Deadpool. No, not is it Deadpool? Yeah, it might be Deadpool. When he's on the dock at the end and he's just in pure silhouette with the gun. Yeah. Oh, such a good shot. Like not the best move not the best movie, but no. some shots in that film, including that one, those iconic silhouette shots really get me every time. And with this, that entrance is oh, it's it's perfect. Yeah, I mean it's well, perfect. I mean, we're talking silhouette shots when we've already done would would be the you know, basically the the indie Indie almost always has a great yes silhouette shot, yeah. and his his you know initial entrance is fucking amazing. Stunning. So you get yeah. you know, and you get that sort of effect with with Willem Dafoe's character in this. It's, it's just and and you're right because then you you see his face and yeah. he's just got that mental look that only Willem Dafoe can do. Yeah, and it's just like wow, you are terrifying. Like <laughs> if he'd walked yeah. in on his own. I would have walked away. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like let alone the rest of the gang. If that guy just walked in and approached me, I would have stepped to one side and been like, go right ahead, buddy. And that uh, song has been stuck in my head ever since I rewatched it. Yeah, I mean the song is is incredible. Um but uh anyway, they start pushing their way towards the stage. Um and pretty much like I I, I love um this this complete chaos erupts um and i don't know if now does because bill jumps up and he gets punched in the face right yeah it's like trying to defend ellie i forget his character's name what is his character's name in this? uh clyde clyde now does he lose the tooth here, or did he already lose the tooth before? I don't know. I, I assumed it was in this shot that he lost the tooth, but I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. It's, it's not actually lost, is it? It just looks broken. Yeah, or broken, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if it was in this <laughs> shot. Because uh, basically, chaos erupts. They they jump on stage, um, and they they basically run rampage, start smashing stuff up, and start kidnapping Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point, you know, uh, Clyde, did you say his name was? Yeah. Clyde. Jumps up on stage and, and tries to stop them and just gets 
immediately punched in the face for his trouble. It's the most cartoony fight scene as well. Like the punches are sort of so over the top. Oh yeah, yeah, proper. Which is weirdly completely contrast to the end fight, which is. It's much more the end fight. I love. I there's there's things I love about that end fight. Um, I I love the way the crowd is silent the whole time. Yes, you can see they're cheering and shouting, but you don't hear them. You only hear the two combatants. I, I think is really well shot that. Yeah. But uh, Bill Paxson, just who I think to this day might be the best person at acting as an asshole. Like yeah. he's just such a prick. <laughs> like he's so good at playing a prick. Um, but he's also good at being a sort of slightly a, a pathetic good... twat. Because yes. in this, he's not really a prick. He's just a pathetic twat. Well, and at the end, he's the one that rounds everyone up. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah, he yeah. is the one that effectively probably saves everyone. Because if he hadn't done that, <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. have been, like, three guys, two cops and some mercenary against a, a biker gang. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it, it, it makes the numbers Oh, actually, out. you're right. Sorry, there are a few more cops behind them. You're, you're right. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple. Um, but anyway, they, they kidnap Ellen. And uh, they 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 run off with her. She's like she does a really good job actually of just screaming and just being just like screaming, help me, yeah. help me, no. And and everyone's just terrified of this biker gang apart yeah. from Bill, who's been punched in the face. Yeah. Um, and I, the, when they're basically, you know, as they're leaving, they're tearing up the town. About oh god, the, the streets are just like it's like pandemonium out there. It's, it's, they're it's, like tearing the clothes off women and. Just There's running one rampant. poor dude who gets clipped by a bike and goes straight down, and I don't dude, know whether that was that stunt. A I stunt man, fucking or hell. Whether it was just a dude that got clipped because he fucks it down. I'm glad you said that. I I I actually said fucking hell out loud when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what was was that a like mannequin? Was that a person? Because no, that dude. that looked awful. He got fucking. I mean, if it was a stunt, it's a really good oh. stunt. If not, it's a really good. Good. I hope they're okay. I'm, I'm sure they are, but yeah, that was rough. I'm glad you pointed that out because I I thought exactly the same when I saw that. The, the weird, one of the weirdest things I find about this biker gang is they don't have that much um, sort of love for their bikes because they just like let them drive. They they let them go and go, let them yeah, go through windows and things. They just don't care. And this movie is not kind to motorbikes. It fucks motorbikes. It's not kind to many <laughs> things, to be honest. <laughs> Um, one thing I will say uh, about William Defoe's character here uh, is as big of a, a creepy piece of shit as he is. Um, it, it's kind of good that he likes Ellen and at least initially wants to win her over. Yeah, because after she's been kidnapped, <laughs> uh, Reva writes a letter to Tom which presumably takes a couple of days to arrive. Yeah. When Tom arrives, he's like, ends up staying, drinking in a bar all night, and then the next day, so it's like, by the time they actually go to fucking rescue her, it's probably been the best part of a week. Like, she's probably yeah, kidnapped she, forever. It looks like a telegram, doesn't it? She sends a telegram to him, I think. Yeah, but you're still talking probably think, a couple of days. Because well, it says, it says, he says he was in a war or something. Yes, he, he he's a mercenary now and was a soldier in a war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's obviously come from somewhere. So yeah, she's definitely been um, kidnapped for a for a couple of days at least. Days. Yeah. And, uh, Still wearing know, the same clothes, similar, just tied up in. Similar thing with you said about the police. You think, well, they they know where they are. They're yeah. In their, they're in their fucking bar. 
Yeah. So <laughs> why haven't the police gone to get her? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's that whole Western time. It thing, is, yeah. It? It's totally like you, you get the impression that certainly in this borough, in this in this fantasy world we're living in, the, this gang run the streets. Like the, the cops have got no power here. Yeah. Like none. Um or certainly in Richmond they don't anyway. Yeah. Um it's it's or at least maybe the the Richmond police are bought off uh, uh, uh sorry, the um not Richmond, is it? The it's, no it's, a, it's a, the other borough. Yeah, it's it's the second it's the Shelbyville other. or whatever. Yeah, Shelbyville. <laughs> they, <laughs> they've bought the police off in Shelbyville. Um I don't remember what the other place is called now. Oh, it'll come up in these notes at some point. Um But uh but yes, yeah, so uh That's is you great. sorry? The battery. The battery, right. So that's kind of like the lawless end and, and no yeah. one goes there. Even the cops. That's uh, the, and that's the, one of the, also one of the good things about this movie as well is you can, even though the the, the initial place that you, you're, you're, you're in is like fucked and run down, when you get to the battery, that's just industrial. That's, you know, factories and like industrial machinery and, and this bar in the middle of this place. I'm on... I mean, the bar looks like it's a factory, doesn't it? Yes. So you do have that really cool... And the colours and everything is diff- are different as well. I, I must admit, watching this, I was like, I really want us to cover the Warriors. There, there's so much of this movie that was like shot like... And I was like, oh, the bits yeah. on the well, train... The and... from the Warriors. Yeah, she? yeah, 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 exactly. And that, again, well, oh, yeah, we'll definitely do the Warriors. I think that's on the list anyway. It, it, I'm sure it was. There were just certain shots in this movie. And like you said, having the, the Reva actress be the same actress and, and stuff. Ooh. It's like, oh, God, I just really want, I really want us to cover the Warriors. Um, so anyway, Reva writes the, the telegram to her brother Tom. And she's begging him to come home. She doesn't really say why. She's just like, I need you. Yeah. Come home. Um, and uh, he's been recently released from the army. I'm assuming dishonorably discharged. I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't I'm, say. I'm guessing not because he doesn't seem to be sort of. Well, he says I like shooting guns, but not following orders or something like that at some point. Yeah, he, that's that is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then who knows? I mean, I, you know, who knows? That is um, a bit sus, isn't it? It's <laughs> a little bit. But... I mean, if you're at a party and you're stood next to someone, he goes, "Hey, I like shooting guns." But I don't like taking orders. You think uh, I, I need to be over there somewhere? Yeah, I'm <laughs> going home. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so uh, he he boards a train and uh, and heads back to Richmond, where he uh, obviously grew up as well. Um, and he kind of looks, you know, other than not having a cowboy hat, he's got the he's got like he's got the duster on. and everything. Yeah, and yeah. He's got the sort of you know the the the. the Browns and sort of you know faded colours of, of of a sort of basically just a a, a, a sort of outlaw drifter, isn't it? From, from a western. Yeah, yeah, he is absolutely uh, absolutely dressed in uh, in in full western gear as much as he could get away with it, which is weird because you think the fifties he probably could have got away with with a hat of some kind, you know, kind of could have probably pulled it off, but I guess they didn't want to go completely. No, uh, I guess the, I suppose if fifties he probably would have had a maybe a fedora or something it might have a fedora big. would have a fedora is a bit smart isn't it for his character yeah. i guess that's probably why they didn't uh you know it, it wouldn't have quite worked it's with messed his hair up <laughs> it would have messed his perfect hair up um and and, and michael Defoe's hair, but... michael power in this just he's oh, yeah. got such a look man he... he's i mean he was already in sort of like i mean um he'd been in oh what was that bloody movie he was in before which was like huge um 
Eddie and the Dreamer, uh, Eddie and the Drifters, Eddie and the Dreamers, was it? Which again, that's a bloody good, great movie as well. Uh, and and he was similarly, you know, he had he just had a really cool fucking style. And Eddie cool Eddie and the Cruisers. Eddie and the Cruisers, that's it. Thanks, yeah, he, he, you know, he had he had that real cool sort of fucking uh, thing about him that, that that just yeah. Apparently, he did. Him and uh, Rick Moranis did not get on. Which kind of, again though, that works. <laughs> that, yeah. that dynamic totally works for the, the film's Rick favor. basically would come in and take the piss out of him, basically. Really? Yeah, he, well, he, yeah, he sort of like, the first thing he did apparently was wander up to him and say, so are you actually cool or, or do you just, you know, play cool people? And apparently he'd just rib him constantly. See, I would have laughed if someone came up to me and said that. I would have been yeah. like, that's brilliant. But he, Mike, uh, Barry was like, Normally, I would just punch him, but he said, you can't do that on a set. He said, in real life, I would have punched him. He said, but on a set, plus the fact that I think he was friends with one of the producers. Yeah, yeah, like, probably not so going to go like, well. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. And he said, he said I, I just wasn't equipped for the, you know, the hazing, basically. He just he hated him. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, in any case, <clears throat> the next day, or I guess the next day, yeah, we'll, we'll assume the next day, uh, yeah. Reva's working her diner. She looks over and she sees her brother Tom. He's he's sat there and there's a brief smile, but then a gang immediately b- burst in. Uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of these gangs hanging around. One of the lower gangs. Yes, one they of the lower gangs and just a small group. Reva's like, oh, we've we've already had enough of your your you guys shit last night with the bigger gang. We don't need you here. Yeah, she was. You know. She says, oh, I can't. What the line is? She says something along the lines of, oh, you know. We we had the big boys basically retired like, of your shit. Go away! Like a bunch of shitheads coming in here. Uh, uh, you, know, you know, you look pathetic coming in here after they've been and fucked everything up. Yeah, and and the the leader of this 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 mob <clears throat> is like, well, maybe we'll we'll just smash a bar up and and you know take care of you. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. Um, and, uh, and and Tom stands up immediately and, and takes off his jacket. And, uh, and, well, I'll let you take it from here because it's the iconic knife scene and I, oh, I gather you've got so, a story. So Yeah, he just, so he basically takes off his coat and he's got that cut-off, like, thing on, hasn't he? So he's like, yeah. you can see his guns. And he, he's basically, they, they, he, he gets up and the other guy says, oh, what, you know, you, you want to start something sort of thing. And he, he goes over and, 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 and he takes out this, this butterfly knife. And, and he just... <laughs> He goes to stab him, and he just takes it off of him and slaps him. Yep. And then he goes, he, he try he again, doesn't he? He's like, try it yeah, again. He flicks the knife, life around, you know, like he can close it. it. Yeah. And then he goes, goes, here, try it again. Gives it back to him, and then you just get this like little montage of him taking the knife off of him and slapping him until he slaps him unconscious. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just, and you get the impression that this guy is dumb enough. Yep. To not learn and just to continue keep, trying yeah. over and over again. Just keeps doing it. I yeah, think. <laughs> it's and like he's like he's headbutting a wall over and over again. It's like, yeah. dude, stop! Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Why is it not working? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and you, get, he, you know, you get obviously someone's gonna go through the window. As of soon course, as, as soon it's as a western, window. right? Like yeah, you said, exactly. someone's gonna go through the window, and I, you know, he he picks up the. Um, the coat stand and, and takes one of them out and it's it's a really cool fight and again weirdly i think this 
fight is ba- it's 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 sort of weirdly like graded as the movie goes on the the fights get better yeah yeah because the initial one is like weird and over the top and a bit you kind rubbish. of feel like that's the the tone they're going for yeah but then like you said throughout the movie it kind of gets a bit more and the, the, um Walter Hill um yeah had previously directed um oh is it what's the movie oh, well, Walter so Hill storied history and oh he's got so know. many fucking amazing movies but he'd done this movie this this fight movie with um uh oh Christ this is so bad I'm so terrible at my job he did 48 hours yes that was the, the so that 48 hours um they wrote this movie while they were working on that he obviously and, also directed the warriors yes again yeah so you know uh, you got but it was oh, it was a it was a fight movie with um i'm just looking through movies now trying to uh what's the southern comfort no southern comfort is a fucking depressing movie it is yeah really hard times movie. no is it oh, just a fighter it may be I, I can't see it listed here but uh that, charles that... bronson charles bronson okay um so oh no that is that's called hard times it's probably called something else over here i guess okay so he he made this, this and apparently the fights in that are fucking amazing i've never I've seen, seen it. yeah i was gonna say i don't think i've seen it no i've not seen that one but the, the fights apparently are really good so that's so so he, he, he knows he how to a direct a fight yeah he had a reputation apparently for for make for having really good fight scenes and i think the the, the from what I remember of the Warriors, the, the fight scenes and that are pretty bloody good. They're they're very grounded and very real. Um, mm. I, I think the difference is that, uh, from what I understand, um, Walter Hill basically wanted to make a comic book movie. Yeah. Um, I love it when he, say, he says... No blood, no, you know, he's like, he basically said he wanted to make a comic book movie, but he hated all comic book characters, so he's like, I'm going to yeah. make my own. <laughs> and he succeeded, so, you know. He, he said he basically wanted to make a, a movie that with all the things that he found cool when he was a teenager. So leather jackets, motorbikes, well, cool cars. The 50s, bikes, right? Questions of honour. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the other things as well about this, this that whole 50s aesthetic that this movie has. Hmm. is because it's like the early early 80s, sort of late 70s sort of period, there was that those a lot of movies that were made around then that were harking back to the, the 50s. Yeah. Because that was, you know, that was what, all those, you know, like, you know, American Graffiti and, um, you know, even movies directly from, like um, Rumblefish and, and, and that sort of, they all have that sort of feel of, of the sort of the 50s. Yeah. That, that going on. So it, and I mean, even to a certain extent, Greece is, is you know, would be the, the next thing to this, I guess, because it's, a, it's yeah. a 50s set musical. Absolutely. Only, you know, with, no, with no massive fight scenes in it. No. Um, <laughs> but anyway... <clears throat> the gang run away and uh so tom's like guess i'll steal your car yeah because <laughs> it is I a beautiful car he literally runs them off and, and the car gets and the car is one of only two other things that are clean in this movie <laughs> i hadn't considered that but you're right it is oddly clean the car is this bright red it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous uh, oh, car yeah i can't remember what it, what it is now but it's it's bright red and it's really fucking clean the only other clean things in this movie are the guns when he gets them. Sure, yeah. yeah they're yeah. like really, they're like the shiniest revolver uh, uh-huh. 
lever action and shotgun, uh, pump action shotgun you've ever seen. Um, Reeve is, you know, obviously happy to see her brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind the fact he just smashed her front window. It's probably yeah, I know. Well, she does, to replace. She does, when, when he says, "Oh, do you like my new car?" He says, "She says to him, sure, you can sell it and buy me a new buy window. me a new window." <laughs> <laughs> um. But basically, she she explains to to Tom like you know Ellen's been kidnapped by the bombers, yeah. um, and um, he's basically kind of <laughs> she's like your ex. I know she's your ex, but she's been kidnapped by bikers, right? Who knows what is happening to her? And he's just like, oh, I'm really pissed off that she's dating this manager. And it's like, yeah. dude, she's been kidnapped by it's, bikers. It's, yeah, well, it's, he's really. He's actually quite an immature character. No, he, he is. He's very immature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Reva... It it's one of the things pop. I like because he does have a, bit, a good, reasonable character arc to where he becomes more adult by the end of the movie and he does yeah. kind of, you know, he, he takes up the responsibility and he, he, you know, well, like when he gives the money back, he never would have done that at the start of the movie. No. So we do watch him on this journey. It, it's fun. And here he is, like, he's very self-centered and childish. Yeah. Um, And, and Reva is very big sistery to him she's you know she yeah she sort of, she you, you feel him, like she's been dealing she with sort him of, you know puts her arm around him type thing you know so she she's she's a really good big sister character yeah and you you get the feeling that she's been dealing with this shit her yes. whole life looking after him and maybe he went went to the army to get straightened out or something and it's even that's not really worked you know yeah um so or maybe he was drafted. I mean, who knows? I guess. Um, well, they. Don't, I mean, they think all they say is there was a war. There was a war somewhere. That's all they, they they say. I mean, if it was the fifties, you'd go, yeah. Well, obviously it was the the Second World War, but yeah. I mean, I'm guessing it's effectively Vietnam if Vietnam happened in the forties instead of World War Two. I guess, like, yeah. it's kind well, of the impression that, yeah. you get is like is a Vietnam kind of thing. Um, well, yeah. But... Well, I think that's it as well. Is you also get the fact that you know, like the some of the, the, the technology is in this as well. It's a weird the, blend, yeah. So when they go into a bar at one point, there's a video jukebox yep. playing Ellen's music. So you do get this these sort of little bits of tech tech that are just sort of... It's odd, but... It, not 50, very not 50s. Very know? not 50s, yeah. But it works. <laughs> it, it works really well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, anyway, you know... They go for a ride. Yeah, they go for this ride and... Uh, Almost immediately, he starts. He starts speeding, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, what's the point in stealing a car if you're not gonna yeah. drive it like a maniac?" That's half the fun. Um, immediately get pulled over by the cops. Yeah, uh, and this is where we learn that obviously Tom had quite a checkered past in Richmond. Um, the cop immediately knows who he is. Um, yeah. and, uh, and you you get the, the you know your typical deputy who obviously wants to make a name for himself, and he's a bit sort yeah. of like cocky and stuff is like oh kid you know you're 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 not gonna get one over on this dude no no this this guy i've been like i've been dealing with this guy my whole career like just let it go it's not worth it Uh, and of course reva does tell the cop she's like the fucking girl was literally kidnapped last night like (laughs) do you want to go deal with that rather than stopping people for speeding a bit you know um but uh yeah we we you know he he says you know oh, i know who that kid is that's tom he's a real troublemaker you know i i caught him in possession of a firearm once i think was what he says something like that yeah um but uh anyway after that they had they have this argument where ellen's like you know 
you should rescue her. And he's like, oh, I can't believe she's dating her manager and, you know, he's an asshole and whatever. Uh, and anyway, he stomps off and heads off to the bar. Um, and uh, yeah, she says he's, he's, he's got the spare room and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he heads to the bar where, where Bill Paxton's being an asshole to, <laughs> to this lady at the bar. Yeah. Um, uh, McCoy, oh, Amy Madigan, again. She's bloody brilliant in this film. And she's, she's, she's just one of those really, she's one of those actresses that you don't sort of immediately think of. But whenever you see her, you're like, oh, well, this the same Madigan. She's going to be fucking brilliant, you know. She she was in she's been in such really fucking great things. One of my my, my favorite role. Is, I've got two favorite roles for her actually. One obviously um, Janice from Uncle Buck. Yeah. And two, did you ever watch Carnival? No, I didn't. Only had two seasons of it, and she played Clancy Brown's sister. Right. Clancy Brown is this p- preacher who sort of basically becomes evil. And she's his sort of sister, and they have this like really weird relationship. She's fucking amazing, or everybody actually in Carnival. I re- even though it's only two seasons, I highly recommend it. It's fucking brilliant. It was such a great series that just got killed, you know, too early. But she's fucking amazing in that. And and, and again, Amy Madigan. Um, there's weirdly a lot of people in a lot of the sort of the female actresses in this all had like weird things before this that they were in like bands or stuff. So. Amy Madigan was in a band called, I think, was it Jelly? I think she was in a band. Uh, she was on Playboy. Uh, Diane Lane was in a movie that I'd never heard of until I was looking her up, uh, looking up for the stuff for this, for this uh, the movie. She was in a, a movie called uh, Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains, which is a punk movie that I just didn't know, know about, which is, is crazy because it's got, like, members of The Clash and Sex Pistols in it. And it's got, um, oh... Uh, oh Christ! No, I hate this. I'm going to do it again. Um, Ray Winston's in it, and it was made, I think, two years before this. Yeah, we were we were saying before the show, neither of us had heard of this movie, but it no, sounds really fun. It's got, apparently it's got a massive cult following, and uh, but it was shown um, on late night TV all it's, the time, apparently in America. Just weird because it's the kind of thing you'd think at least one of either of us would have come across before. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it's it's totally our wheelhouse. So. Um, weird yeah i'm gonna have um, to i'm definitely gonna w- watch it but yeah so you they, you've got a lot of sort of people and later on um uh oh what's her what's her character's called, her character called? baby doll when baby doll turns up played by um uh elizabeth daly mm. who was who was um the voice of tommy pickles but like yes very famously. um and but she was in you know she was a singer and stuff and she, she was she said she was always disappointed in it because she always wanted to be the the Ella Main character, but because she's, I think, mainly because she's like tiny and cute sounding, she always got to be the sort of friend. Or, sure. You know, she got exactly the character that she's playing in this, basically. A bit typecast. Yeah, but this, yeah. So there's a lot of sort of mu- musical pedigree in this movie. I mean, even and and you've got Lee Lee Ving as well, who's. Um, uh, Willem Dafoe's second, he was the lead singer of Fear. So you you know you, you, there's a lot of like really cool musical stuff in this in this movie. Yeah. Um. So also. Yes. Uh, McCoy. Mm-hmm. We're going to introduce her. Um, she was originally going to be uh, a male character, 
they were th- it was they were thinking of Edward James Elmos uh, playing it, and Madigan went for the was was up for the role of the sister, and she said, "Well, that's this uh, McCoy is the is the better role. Can I have that?" Is like, "Well, it's but it's a bloke," and she's like, "So," and they were and they, they went, "Okay." She so she one hundred percent pulls off this role. Yeah, she she's, does. She's she's believably tough. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe she can kick most of the guys' asses in this yeah, movie, like for she's sure. Tiny. Yeah, but she she's got the look, she's got the attitude. Like mm-hmm. she nails this, in yeah, my she's opinion. Smoking that cigar, and she's yeah, you know, she just looks. She's fun. badass. She's a. I think she's she's a she's a believable badass. I think the original name was Mendez. I think it was going to be, <clears> and Jane, and they they thought about James Edward James Elmos, which I think that kind of would have been cool as well. Yeah. But McCoy is my favorite character, so it's mine. I, I like I said, it, it it she is like either my my favorite or second favorite. Yeah, uh, there's not much in it. Um, so uh, someone that doesn't believe in McCoy is is fucking <laughs> Bill Paxton, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who is a real asshole to her in this yeah. scene. Like, um, you have a page of time. She's like, "Can I get a drink?" Yeah, it's like he he gives a drink to Cody and he talks to Cody because it, it was clear that him and Cody used to go hang around in school together. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I, I tried saving your ex last night. I got punched in the face for it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, can I get a drink as well? And he's like, no. He's like, you, you, you've already been running up a tab and I don't think you can pay for it sort of thing. And, and she, she immediately pays for, pays for it. Yeah, and he's like, she's, can I have one now? He's like, no. So she no, doesn't he then say like, oh, I don't, uh, now I don't like your attitude or something or I don't yeah, like your so, face, yeah. so no. It's like, she wow. decks him. Like, and rightly so. You terrible bastard. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Bill Paxton's character, uh, you you definitely get the impression that him and Tom go way back because he he even says like, oh, you know, if you'd been there, we could have taken him out. It would have been like the yeah. old days. So you you kind of get the impression that that Tom and him used to hang out, get in all kinds of trouble. Mm. Now Bill Paxton's character straightened up a bit, got a career. He's got this job running a bar, uh, whereas Tom's still off the rails. Um, yeah. and you know tom tom was the the guy that your parents said don't hang out with that guy <laughs> i don't yeah. like that friend of yours you shouldn't hang out with him Absolutely. <laughs> that's tom Nothing um good ever come of that boy yes no good will ever come of that boy and and that's the sentiments of this entire uh community pretty much yeah um as you said it's that western thing right He's the outsider coming into town. No one trusts yeah. him. No one likes him. You know, he's yeah. but he's gonna do good. No, but they, I think again, but it's like, just like the western. It's, it's that sort of thing. It's it's the you know the high new thing of yeah, you know we don't really want him, but he's the guy we need. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, he's he's the guy that's that's actually gonna. And even down to to the end of this movie, he rides off into the sunset. You know, he, he comes yeah. in, deals with the problem, leaves. <clears throat> uh, Anyway, uh, McCoy is is makes you know makes her acquaintance. She basically punches Bill Paxton in the face, jumps over the bar, and is like, "Hey, what are you drinking?" Tom's like, "Oh, I'm a tequila man." So like, okay, bottle of tequila, um, and uh, they they leave together after a shot. Yeah, and, she, she uh, says that she's a soldier. As yeah, well. she tells him she's a soldier, um, and uh, she worked in the in the motor pool, and she basically says you know if it's got an engine i can fix it and drive or drive and drive it basically yeah um and he goes to leave when she's like wait is that your car and he's like yeah i got it today it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you stole it, it today <laughs> um and uh and yeah she basically says look you know i'm in town i haven't got anywhere to stay 
have you got a spare bed um and he kind of like he's like i'm not into that i'm not into that kind of thing right now and she's like i am not interested in you at all i just need somewhere to stay (laughs) yeah she's like i'm really you're really not my type i just want somewhere to stay um and he says well i'm using the spare bed but we have got a sofa you can have the sofa um so you know she she basically goes back with him um and i i love the, the the scene when um he comes into the into the living room where she is and uh she's like loading a gun and he's like do you always have a gun with you and she's like yeah never know when i might need it and then she immediately yeah. puts it immediately under a pillow because he's like hey, you won't need that here <laughs> she's like yeah sure but just I in case just don't pointing it at me or something and she says don't point it at me i might take it personal yeah he says i'm only pointing it i only point it at it, someone if i'm gonna use it yeah yeah uh and then immediately puts it under a pillow so you know I, again a very gro- a very quick uh concise introduction that tells you everything you need to know yeah <clears throat> um anyway tom looks at some old pictures of ellen um when they were dating uh and uh you know he's kind of thinking positive thoughts about her but then you know almost as quickly as he thinks them you can kind of see he thinks oh no actually no no yeah. i will not be sentimental i refuse <laughs> <clears throat> um but anyway the next day uh tom uh finds guns doesn't he, he gets guns yeah and, he goes, uh, he goes to get the guys you won them in a uh, a poker game doesn't he yes yeah of course and again like i said earlier on they're like the shiniest looking weapons they are yeah i hadn't thought about that or the car until you said it but you're you're absolutely right um uh, anyway, Tom with with guns now heads to the diner and meets with Billy Fish. Yeah. Um, and uh, I always find f- funny because every time someone says Billy Fish, it just makes me think of Billy the Fish from Viz. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really bad, <laughs> but it was as soon as I Billy Billy. The, but the, the weird thing is, is if from what I gather is actually it's the name. It's they take it from the name of the translator in. Um, uh oh for fuck's sake my brain today is completely failing it's friday the man who would be king oh okay it's billy fish was the name of the the translator in 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 the man who would be king which is a movie that we will be doing relatively soon oh matt's in charge of the list not me um (laughs) so i like to just find out it's fun it's more fun for me to ask when we do a show and find out live um so uh billy basically is kind of the rival of the movie he he's well to do uh snob who yeah. promoter who who basically like you said he he only did the, the and he is complaining heavily throughout the entire movie he only did this benefit you know for charity and he's real pissed off he even had to come to the town yeah. uh he thinks he's above everyone um and almost immediately you, you can tell there's there's tension between tom and, and billy yeah um and he doesn't at this point as well Billy doesn't even know that they're exes. No, no, he has no idea. <clears throat> he just he just, he just thinks he's a mercenary for hire because he's beneath him. Yeah, he just thinks he's a mercenary for hire and and doesn't care beyond that. Um, Billy basically says, you know, I want ten grand to rescue her. Yeah, uh, and and Billy's okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's like, well, cool. 
you're coming with me though because i need to find a way it's just one of one dude though well he is apprehensive until mccoy comes along and he's like oh no not a skirt no you can't have more you can't have more if they're women yeah i'm not paying for her as well yeah yeah but of course he says well no billy you're coming with me because you know the way and Billy's yeah. like, oh, what? I'm not coming with you. And he's like, well, do you want her back or not? Because I don't know where I'm going. So you, you, you have to come. This is the only way this is going to work. Which, um, which is, it's really weird. That doesn't really make sense. It's a case of, well, you lived here. It's only the next sort of town. Surely you know. Someone, someone could point on a map where it is. Exactly. Surely you yeah. know where it is. Um, Whether it's the 1950s or the 1980s, maps exist. That this. <laughs> fine but anyway whatever i think he just wants to keep him sort of around and and there doesn't he i think for the sake of the plot yeah billy fish is coming <laughs> um so they they head towards the uh the the do they i think they head towards the car don't they which is when mccoy asks or does she come into the bar i remember uh i, can't, I know they i know it's that she says she wants to join it i think the, it might be at the car where she's yeah, like it's when they're at the car because he's saying he keeps calling her a skirt and stuff yeah because billy's like oh i don't know you know i work alone you know it's standard you know <clears throat> yeah um where where billy is uh you know billy fish is is full-on sexist and offensive and he's like oh this skirt you know can't be taking a skirt with us um which again is very 50s terminology and you know uh he um he basically says well you know i'll give you 10 percent but- in in the same way though, yeah. The the thing one of the things that like puts it out of the fifties time is when she says she's a soldier. Yeah. Um. Cody never questions it. No, no. He's just like he 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 says you know where were you sort of stationed? But do you not feel like Cody's but, Cody's a nineteen eighties character? Yeah. And Billy's yes. a nineteen fifties character. Yeah, that's that's probably true. You know, like in the in the same way that that Ellen is is eighties. Uh, yeah. it's like a weird mix of uh of of the, the lot of them right it's it's a strange mixing of of time periods and characters they're all kind of out of time um but yeah he basically says to, to mccoy he's like well i'll, I'll pay you 10 percent." and of course billy's immediately like i'm not paying you more and he's like no, no i'll pay her out of my money it's fine she's she's coming with me uh, but he says look if you're coming i'm paying you 10 percent, and i'm in charge you do what i say you follow yeah. my orders and and that's that um but uh so mccoy basically says that's fine but you know i'm the the, the i'm the car nerd so i'm driving basically yeah. and uh, well she's one she said previously i can fix anything right she's like yeah, i'm good with cars everything. so they drive off uh meanwhile you know billy continues to be an asshole the whole way pretty much yeah the whole way there do we, do we get us do we get this i think we get the scene where um willem dafoe goes in we we, we see that we see the the pub uh, the, is, is this when he goes into ellen and tries to yeah. convince her to i don't really know what he's trying to convince her of at that point but yeah, yeah. he well he says he sort of goes in when she's he's kidnapped the, her entitled to a bed but apparently wants to win her over now somehow and it's yeah, like i don't think this is a good strategy dude like he basically says something along the lines of, "Oh, you know, hey, make it easy on yourself. You know, we'll fall in love. We'll be we'll be together for a for a couple of days, and then you can go away, and you'll be fine." And yeah, we'll we'll fall in uh, love for uh, a while. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, it sounds like the worst idea ever. Yes, also, you're literally called oh. Raven. 
And when it, yeah, he's correct. And when he comes in, when we see him the second time, he's wearing those waders. Yeah. And it's it. Your initial, well, my initial thought was always, oh my god, he looks fucking ridiculous. But then as he moves around and walks around, you think, weirdly, it works for him. Yeah. It kind of looks almost sort of scary in a very in a weird way it's like he just looks unhinged yeah yeah it just like, looks like a bizarre like, choice fucking weird <clears throat> yeah um but yes. I love the, the, I don't, i'm not sure if you see her at this yeah i think you do see her at this because you've got another band playing which i forget the name this of that band, band played the longest song in history in a minute it goes on for <laughs> fucking 30 <laughs> minutes while everything's like happening two, two they songs. play one and then when they get to the bar they play another one the, yeah. the one when they're there that song just lasts it just keeps it, going it's, yeah it's, <laughs> that's, it's got that's a real sort of rockabilly sort of song as yes. well yeah yeah and the girl on the the, the uh on the bar who's fucking gorgeous she's dancing around in that um, body stocking and a sort of shirt. She was the um, the double for Flashdance. Oh, really? Yeah. She was a, da- a dancer and she was a, du- a, double, a double in flash Flashdance, which is, like, really cool. I mean, she just she's just basically there for eye candy. She's just there to dance on the bar, isn't she? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the Battery is the, the name of the venue. Yeah. No, Torchies is the name of the venue. Oh no! Sorry, battery is the place. Torch is, is is the battery is the the area. Is it? Yeah. Yes. So the battery is is the area where the police don't go. Is the other you know borough? I guess. And the torches apparently is a, a is a running theme with I think uh, I think it's Walter Hill. Uh, Torch uh, torches has appeared in several of his movies. Apparently. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, maybe it was a, a bar or a club he frequented in his that, youth. It, yeah, that would be my guess. Um. So anyway, Ellen refuses uh, his advances, and um, I guess lucky for her, he does actually leave. Um, yeah. He does actually walk away. I mean, he, um, he sort of forces a kiss on her, but I yes. mean, weirdly, he doesn't actually force himself. On her. Yes, which is kind of the insinuation of of how that that scene was going, and he kind of doesn't, um, thankfully. Um, but anyway, Tom uh, McCoy and Billy are uh, are approaching the the, the venue. And uh, Tom has the plan. He's going to enter from the top while McCoy goes in on the ground and, and heads up, right? And Billy's just going to stay the fuck away. <laughs> and and yeah. he's like, you come and pick us up at the and end. They, they meet a, a sort of a, a tramp on the way. And I love this him. tramp. He's great. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you're here to rescue that girl, aren't you? And he's like, how'd yeah. you know that? And he's like, well, why else would you be here? <laughs> like, why are you why are you hanging around with, with us tramps? Like, you're clearly here to do something. <laughs> Um. So, uh, so yeah, Tom basically heads up and gets in position um, on the roof. Yeah. Uh, and uh, McCoy makes her way into the bar. Yeah. Uh, she runs into this biker who basically thinks he's onto some on on yeah. something here. He's like, "Oh, I got a good thing going here with this girl," even though she's clearly not like clearly not interested um but she's like oh you know i'm i'm, I'm here if i'm looking for a man if someone's man enough and he's like oh i'm mad enough like okay <laughs> he's like wow he's like you're really stupid aren't you because you, you, you're clearly well. you're clearly gonna get your ass kicked <laughs> yeah um 
but uh, he basically is like sure let's go upstairs and he he takes her to the the quote party room yeah which uh is an unfortunate name for a room um <laughs> and basically just tries to get on with her um it goes as well as you would imagine she yeah. knocks him out almost immediately yeah. um, doesn't she like pistol whip him i think yeah, just hits so. him with a pistol right yeah um and then uh she basically bursts her way into the room where, where uh, yeah, where raven playing is cards. playing cards right they're having a big card game yeah and uh basically and I, I love the raven's reactions in this movie are so good because yeah. he's sort of like unfazed by anything yeah 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 he well he you, just, like, you get like, that you get like he is full-on unhinged he's psycho yeah. Like he he sees things that normal people would react to, and it's just nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the only time he really shows emotion is when Ellen's involved. Yeah. Outside of that, doesn't care. No. You know, I mean, he's. I I guess like it might not just be Ellen. I I feel like when Tom stands up to him, mm. that offends him. Well, there's there's a there's a bit. Well, let's let's come. Well. That's, that's coming up which well let's we'll get there but there's a there's a very cool bit in a in a, in a, in a minute that, that's that, that his character does which I, I really like okay so while he so she's now got um she's holding this, them at gunpoint tom's yeah. watching bikers doing jumps out, out the front at this point yeah. i think uh but then he notices ellen tied up right he looks through one of the windows and he sees ellen's tied up he basically just starts shooting. He goes bikes. postal. Yeah, he just starts shooting bikes out from underneath people. And it's like, it's like, oh no, those poor bikes. They must have fucked up a lot of bikes in this movie. Yeah. Which is, so the, you've got that going on. The chaos goes. People start leaving. You know, people running around. He sort of come. He climbs down. Mm. Sort of goes in. Gets. Uh, Ellen, they sort of, you know, they come out. She, uh, McCoy, you know, says sort of see you later type thing and goes out. Yeah. And I, uh, Billy, I, uh, Billy picks up McCoy, right? Yeah. Because McCoy basically immediately is like, move the fuck over. I'm the driver. <laughs> it's like, thanks, yeah. thanks, well, this, for, thanks so, for showing up, Billy. Now move over. Yeah. And he, he basically says, you know, um, he says, well, you know where something... I can't remember what it is he says. He says, you know where a bridge or, th- or something is? I'll meet you there. Grand so Station they, Underpass. Yeah, that's it. So they they drive off and he sort of stays to sort of like, you know... Do, to shoot, shoot do bikes. Do damage and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the, and then and then Defoe comes. Well, out I think the idea is that, in all seriousness, I think the idea is that he does say earlier on. He's like, because they're like, how are you going to deal with all the all the bikes? And he's like, well, if you disable the bikes, it won't be a problem. So he's basically yeah. disabling the bikes, shooting the bikes to stop yeah. them chasing after them. Yeah. Um, and Defoe comes out, and he he's actually, I think he looks happy. He's kind of impressed like, that someone he thinks he's met a psychopath. Yeah, it's like, oh think... look, someone as crazy as I am. Awesome. Yeah, someone who likes to fuck shit up like I do. It's he. He sort of re- he looks impressed. Yeah, and sort of happy that he's almost like he has a, a genuine rival. It's he's, like he's, he's the Joker, like, oh, and he's found so his Batman. Worthy of of my attention, you know. Yeah, he he's the Joker, and he's found his Batman. Exactly. He's yeah. like, oh, good. You know, this will be fun. Um, yeah. And they kind of have this banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. um and and uh you know tom's like 
he's like, I will be coming. Uh, sorry, Raven's like, I will be coming for you. And Tom's like, yeah, and I'll be waiting for you. Yeah. Um, and gets on a bike and, uh, and, and drives off. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, at uh, Grand Station Underpass, Billy's like, I ain't waiting any longer. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, bikers like, and cops are going to show up. and Sorry? So we'll give it five more minutes and we're gone. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I love when McCoy's like, "Well, you're going to be mighty disappointed because here he is." <laughs> Tom just pulls up. He's like, "Oh," um, but um, I think McCoy lets it slip just before Tom turns up that they were yeah. in a relationship, right? Yeah, they were hot and heavy, hot and heavy. And Billy's like, "What? What's this all about?" You know, um, and um, it's Ellen that refuses to leave. Right? Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'm not leaving without Tom." Uh, yeah. And that's when Billy's like, "Well, he's only coming because I paid him. He only yeah. rescued you because of I, I because I paid him. Uh, he's not doing this out of love for you." Yeah, she's um, horrified. Yeah, yeah. Um, but McCoy's like, "Bitch, he still saved your life. Like, all right, he, he got paid for it, but yeah, he still came. You didn't have to come. In. Like, yeah, everyone else was too frightened. If it wasn't for him, you would still be there, right? I mean, all right, he got paid, but you know." cops are paid Some perspective <laughs> well, you know the police are paid and lots of people are paid for jobs that save lives firemen are paid but you're not like oh you just you just saved me from that burning <laughs> house for money you motherfucker yeah. <laughs> it's like no hold on put, you put saved my life <laughs> yeah put me back in that flaming I building right now you genuinely wants to save me <laughs> yeah yeah just, just, just only come in and rescue me if you genuinely want to save me <laughs> Um, but obviously they've got history so you know she's just annoyed that you know that they didn't end on the best of terms as we will find out very soon yeah um but um mccoy just loves the whole movie winding billy up about tom like she loves it um so anyway she does say she says like like winding everybody up to be honest pretty much yeah uh but of course tom shows up and um says look we gotta go and ditch the car and billy's like are you a moron? Why are you ditching this car? The car works. Like, what? what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? He's got, he's got no idea. He's no concept of the fact that they've been looking for the car or that the car, you know, like everyone's going to be looking for this car so we change cars. Billy doesn't understand that. He's like, why are you ditching this perfectly good car? Um, But uh, Ellen basically says, look, I want to talk to Tom alone. I need a minute. And um, she basically says, like, she's, you know... She's had a lot to say uh, to him since he left. She's wanted to say a lot. Um, He's basically got nothing to say to her. Um, And he's mad for her getting with Billy. But she's like, well, A, what the hell was I meant to do? You you ran off without a word to the army. Uh, And B, you got paid to rescue me. You didn't come here to, to, to rescue me because you like me. You came to rescue me for money. Um, and he doesn't really have much to say to that. He's just kind of quiet. He's like, mm, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not really anything I can say there. No, no, he's back to rights. Uh, so he, he kind of leaves it at that. Um, but uh, they uh, they do ditch the car. Yeah. And uh, they, they head over to, uh, to the, the next borough, I guess. Um, and uh, there's a lot of people on the streets. Yeah, this is like the red light district, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think this is where, um, what's her name, recognizes Ellen, right? 
Baby doll, yeah. Baby doll. Baby doll recognizes Ellen, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm a big fan." I, I, you know, it's just confusing now because my brain every time someone says baby doll, I immediately think of um, sucker punch. <sighs> See, you. I knew you were going to do that, but I love sucker punch. <laughs> I knew you do. I know a lot I of. Punch. I, I know a lot I think of. I'm one of the. Love. I'm one of the few people in the world that does love sucker no, punch. But <laughs> I know a few people that love sucker punch. To be fair, <laughs> it's fine. It's not like. Oh, we could do a whole podcast on Sucker Punch at some point. Oh, I, I, it's not that... I think it's fine. The thing I don't like about it is how pretentious it is. It it seems to think yep. it's high art, or it's pretending like it's high art when it's clearly not. That's that's what I think annoys me. If it just accepted that it's a video game with tits, I I think fine. there's another cut of the movie that would make it a little less pretentious-seeming. Okay. Because that's but, the thing. I'm like, that's what I like about this movie, actually. That brings it back to this movie. This film knows exactly what it is. And it's oh, yeah. happy just being what it is. And I think that's why this movie really succeeds. Well, I mean, it didn't. No, 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 no. It, but, but it succeeds but it as a film for as me. A movie, yeah. As a reviewer, it succeeds. I'm not. Yeah, it was a commercial flop. It did not it, succeed. Yeah. <laughs> Although it, it has become a cult classic over time. I think it's, it has, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the those sort of movies that we, you know we've covered many times that just did nothing when it came out and, and has gone on to to have a cult thing because it's I think it's a genuinely good fucking movie. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it tanked Diane La- uh, Lane's career for a couple of years. Yeah, and I, and it certainly, you know, I think Michael Perry could probably would have been a bigger star if. Well, this was going to be a trilogy originally, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So this could have, you know, this could have been his vehicle, really. Have you seen the unofficial sequel? No. Road to Hell? No. Is it terrible? Oh, it's fucking awful. But it's not. It's is, so it, is it what they were planning, though, or is it just a... I don't think so. From okay. what I can gather, it was... So it was directed by um, the guy who did, like, Sword and the Sorcerer and Cyborg. Stuff like that. <laughs> oh, God. Is it, is it a canon film? Uh, it's not a canon film because it was it's made up way after canon died i think oh yeah um, well, i suppose what 83 uh, when was oh when was it made yeah uh 2000 something oh jesus years. okay sorry i thought this was like uh this was like made in the like 88 or something you know like no, a couple of years no ago. no it was um hang on let me just look it up it's, oh that's uh, like when when they, they 2008 that's never gonna be good uh and it was directed by albert i think that you pronounce that fun p-y-u-n fun fun Right. Um, so yeah, he he previously directed um, uh, Cyborg and uh, Sword and the Sorcerer, Cap- that Captain America movie. Oh, the Red uh, Brown Captain America movie. Sorry, the Red Brown Captain America movie. The uh, the nineteen ninety one. Yeah, the 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 motorbike helmet plastic yes. shield one. Red yes, Brown. Yes. Yeah, great. And uh, <laughs> Nemesis. So apparently, his him and his wife. Watch after watching the movie, he 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 said, "Oh, you know, he would have gone on and done great things." Blah 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 blah. And his wife was like, "No, no, no, it's a tragic ending because he probably would have ended up being shit, or you know, it would have been awful." So they basically, I think they met at uh, Michael uh, Perry at uh, Perry Perry at some sort of festival, and they discussed it and they made so they they, they come up with this movie. Basically, it starts off with the angel Gabriel saying. We're in purgatory. So you get the whole, it's another time, another place. It's like, again, sort of thing. 
and they're in like purgatory and he's like now he's like a psycho killer and this already uh, sounds terrible yeah it's like he's a psycho killer and he bumps into two other psycho killers one of them played by the girl who played glory in buffy uh yeah i mean you did get to see her boobs which was nice um (laughs) but um, that's the only good thing in this film is it yeah um and then gabriel says something about oh she's there for their souls and there's this weird thing about oh the devil's coming to get him some blah 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 and maybe this woman is the devil or something or then she says oh no these are like another soul in heaven it's so weird and everything is green screened all of the backgrounds are all like it's almost all desert oh god it's it's mostly close-ups of their faces there's music in it there's like they, they use some of the music from this and there's this weird sort of interview going on with um his, sis, his sister's in it as well, so she's um, has these like weird interviews where she's talking about Cody and and and, and how he's you know he's changed now and he's he, he's a, a much harder thing because he just had he's just been in perpetual war for all these years and stuff and it's like okay and then it turns out that there's a daughter called Ellen Dream who she's now a singer and she's just doing this concert and stuff and he Cody's trying to get to her and you you sort of find out that um Ellen was murdered by uh, Billy Fish what right? yeah so Billy Fish got jealous of her so he set her up and Raven killed her this right? sounds absolutely terrible yep 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 but the, one of the worst parts is is he turns up at this concert and talks to his daughter and she's like, oh, you know, I, I, I don't know you, but I know who you are, or blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he's like, he says, oh, I'm going to get revenge on Billy Fish and, and Raven, right? And then it ends with, not with them him doing that, it comes up on the screen. Oh, Cody got his revenge on Billy Fish, but he found out that uh, Raven had already been murdered by his daughter, who was glory from earlier on and you're like wow this movie is fucking terrible and it just ends with like with them like oh and he was now he's now like been forgiven they couldn't prove that he was this murderer and he's now like his daughter's roadie i was like what the fuck have i just watched it's awful it's so bad I highly recommend no one touches it with fucking fire. <laughs> I highly recommend you don't watch it. Um, yeah. Wow, I, I had no idea that existed. It sounds absolutely terrible. Oh, it is. It is. It's, it's, and it's mm. so... Oh, it is literally just them sort of walking around in a desert that's not actually... I mean, they're obviously not fucking there. Mm. It's, it's all green screen. <laughs> and it's just really weird and sort of hypersexualized and just icky. It sounds just dreadful. It really is. I mean, there's a, a, a sort of a weird subplot where these two girls they've 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 murdered a load of people in this town, and mm. they've you know they they they're driving through this desert, and the radio announcer keeps giving you updates on oh we found out that it's them now and oh they've oh and they've they they've also got um a two year old they've stolen a two year old girl and. They, there's this 
box in the back of their Jeep that just has this two-year-old girl in it. How desperate was Michael Parr at this point to do I this? I don't know. <laughs> it it felt like he was above this, even even in 2008, you know? Yeah, I, I think it suggests that the, the kid is her daughter and uh, she killed the people because they took it away, her away from her or something. But it's... Oh, oh I, Jesus, I mean, actually, to be honest, after Road to Hell, he went yeah. on to do Alone in the Dark 2 and Far Cry. Okay, maybe great. maybe it was a bad time <laughs> yeah. maybe he was just a bit desperate at the time or oh, he also did blood rain before that and postal yeah it wasn't a good time okay fair enough cody's character in this literally murders people and carves ellen's name on them jesus christ he even cuts one of the women's heads off it's like it sounds a- terrible i almost oh, want to watch it now it sounds so bad i mean if, if you're curious it's on it's on YouTube. Uh, I was going to say, I'm not paying for it, obviously. No, 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 it's on um, YouTube if you're curious. Well, I might, I might have a quick scroll through it later. It might, it might you know... It's not going to colour my opinion of this. It's not going to be a Star Wars oh, no, situation. That's, that was one of the only things... It, when I was halfway through it, I thought, is this going to fuck up my opinion of the original? And it's like, no, because it's not even an official... It's not, an it's official, not even like remotely close it's, either. It's like fan fiction. It's fucking awful. It reads like a fan. It reads like oh, something you'd read on a fan fiction it's website. It's basically um, like they, they took the worst attributes of Cody's character and just went, yeah, now, now he's a psycho killer. It's fine. Mm-hmm. That That's the natural projection of his character. The progression of his character is that he's going to be a psycho killer. Like, uh, okay, fine. Uh, well. It's really bad. It sounds terrible. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't cut remotely colour my view on this movie at all, thankfully. That's good. Um, anyway, meanwhile, there's a, there's a band called the uh, Sorrells, and they're on their tour bus, and they are about to have the worst fucking day of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> they are just minding their own business. When Tom steps out in front of the bus and stops them, uh, and is like, hey, we, we need to get back to richmond and he the 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 driver who is also one of the band members is like dude we're on tour we're not taking you anywhere tom basically holds them up he shows him his gun and he's like no no we're we're getting on the bus they're like oh we're not just driving anywhere and then and then he's like pulls up the gun he's like but we're very flexible you can you know come on in (laughs) so they they hijack these innocent people on the bus and uh basically tell them to to head to richmond um and uh it, we we get to this point on the bus where everyone's kind of talking and things yeah. are okay people are coexisting yeah, yeah. i mean they, they recognize ellen and they're like hey you know we're a band we, yeah we, you know we, we, we just can't seem to make it can you help us sort of thing yeah yeah and well we'll, we'll, we'll like, see if she off. does she might she might do by the end of the movie <laughs> she's like no way <laughs> well billy fish hasn't heard them yet two bit uh you know outfit no thank you well he hasn't heard them yet he might change and baby his mind. dolls with them as well which is weird like they've suddenly acquired she, she just hangs she's just there she just now she's part of the gang <laughs> I, I do find uh, one of the things that just amuses me is that they've managed to find an actress smaller than uh, <laughs> um than mccoy she's yeah like, she's like so, like there's mccoy's like tiny walking around like she's like she's roughly the same height as is um uh as billy isn't she yeah and then and then you've got a baby doll who's like tiny even more tiny coming like following them around it's, 
Brilliant. <laughs> just, just one of those little things that amuses the hell out of me. But um, anyway, they, they start getting on and things seem to be going reasonably well until they reach a roadblock. The police have blocked the road. Um, and um, Billy is like, yeah. don't worry. Okay. I'll just bribe our way out of this. It's fine. I've got money. And you get you 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 they're wearing different uni- so they, this is obviously the batteries coppers isn't it yes they've, they've got different uniforms on to the coppers from yes and they're clearly like as I said this is my confusion is they're they're clearly entirely <coughs> independent to where you know what happens in one borough does mm. not go any further than that borough um and and everything's fine and if you go to the next borough it's fine and well, but again it, that's the reality of this world that's cool it's but fine. i also think you know historically in in certainly like in, in in those in older times i know the the until the sort of um you know fbi started using profiling stuff and things like that i know police the departments didn't interact with each other they didn't help each other out so serial killers, you know, just went from place to place, and and you know, yes, they but I mean, in their state, they there never... there is serial killers, and then and then there is someone just shotgunned every single police car in the next <laughs> borough. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's true. <laughs> you know, it just feels like there might have been a mention of it. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter because, like I said, it's this this world, and that's how this world works. The the boroughs are separate, clearly, and the cops here are completely bent, um, yeah. crooked. Uh, they come on the bus and of course Billy being the idiot he is instead of being like how much will it take for us to get through he starts getting the money out and he starts counting and of course he gives it to him but he's still got this massive wad and the cop's like yeah keep going yeah like I can see you've got a wad of cash um so of course you know he tries to talk his way out of it he tries to to make it work but he's getting nowhere with these cops uh and so yeah the cops are like hey you know there's, they take the money and then they're like but a, a anyway the black guys and a, a rich dude yeah like, they're they're horrendously racist it turns yeah, out as well he's like you know what wh- why are they uh so eager to pay us off sort of thing yes yeah um and so uh so tom's so like well appears with, his, with, with his gun yeah tom's like well this shotgun should bring an end to, to this, uh, this this situation yeah. um and he holds him at gunpoint he's like right walk normally they walk outside and uh, then McCoy pulls a gun as well and they hold up the cops. McCoy kind of trains her gun on the cops and says, yeah. don't move, whilst uh, Billy shoots all of their cars up so they, they can't and I love it. away. These, these these shotguns are like explosive rounds or something because like yeah. everything they touch <laughs> yeah, explodes. Rounds in it. And I love McCoy's there taking, like disarming them as they're all let out. Yeah. And I love that she's like, some of you've got really nice asses. It would be a shame to get them shot off. Yeah. <laughs> I love her in this. She's so good. Yeah, she's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah. Anyway, they uh they all get back on the bus with the with the most of the police at least uh knackered and uh they drive off. But of course, you know, Tom sensibly is like, well, every policeman in this entire yeah. area now knows that people on a bus shot up all of the cars we need to ditch this bus and billy again still oh. doesn't understand oh. oh we did forget that the, they get a, a flatty as well oh that's true like... sorry yes they do get a flat tire as well yeah yeah so they get the scene where where <laughs> where mccoy's just they're all watch, sat basically watching mccoy change the yeah. big tire like yeah. no one's helping her she's just changing the tire. like 
but what she's for fuck's sake. yeah yeah i mean lucky for them she's very capable but yeah uh, but yeah you could at least assist um you know, you I know, I know, sod all about cars, but I've been in situations with flat tires before, oh, and I, I offer at least. I'm like, look, yeah. I'm useless, but if I can do something, I can lift things. And it's, it's one of the few, it's it's one of the, it's one of the few manly things I've I've done. I've changed a tire on a car. I have so not I changed a tire. I have assisted in changing a tire. I'm like, you tell me what to do. I can follow basic instructions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, if I yeah, can help to like rewire a house or something or fix plumbing, I can't do that shit. But <laughs> but anyway, they're gonna do a warriors. So they all uh, get on the train and uh, catch a train, which might have been an idea from the start. Yep. <laughs> um, but anyway, they they get back to Richmond and immediately go to the police station. And I do feel sorry for the band. The guy's like. Oh, the band are on this train. Like, we've lost everything. Life is on that bus. Our life. We didn't get our clothes. Even the sheet music. They're like, even our music, our instruments, our music, like, everything we were is gone. On that bus, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they've ditched it, so maybe. But it's like in the area they were in, I feel like that bus is going to be empty but yeah, land on fire by the time the, you get the to bus, it. I was going to say, it'd be stripped apart and on fire, and all <laughs> of the stuff like, would have been long gone. Escape from New York. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they get back to Richmond, they, they head to the police station and, uh, everyone is like, the whole of the city is like, oh my God, it's Ellen, she's back. And everyone's really happy and cheering and it's all good. Uh, and, uh, the cops are like, you know, well, you know, fair enough. We'll take it from here. And Tom's like, well, I hope you can, cause it ain't over yet. <laughs> um, and anyway, Ellen says, like... He tells him to get out, doesn't he? He says, you know, you gotta leave now. So yeah. Like here. Well, and Ellen's like, I'm I'm gonna leave town. I hate this place. Um, You know, Billy's, like, obviously loving it, loving every second of this. She's like, oh, I hate this town. I want to leave. And she's like, I hate Tom. I hate you for, you know, taking the money. Yeah. And, um, you know, basically the police chief is like, look, Tom, I think you should leave. Because, you know, if you're not here then Raven won't come. Yeah. Even though I don't think that logic works because Raven's going to come for Ellen. Yeah. Um. So I guess I guess his logic is, well, if Ellen's gone as well, the problem's moved on. Yeah, well, I, I suppose so. But then he, he's not really factoring in the fact that Raven's clearly a fucking nutter. Yeah, so I was going to say, I mean, Raven will probably screw the place up anyway. Yeah. Um. Fully aware that other people were involved in the the rescue of Ellen, he would probably just shoot up the whole of Richmond just to get his revenge, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, because uh, the bomber second in command shows up outside and he's revving his bike and whatever, and they obviously yeah. know. Um, uh, so the cop, the the I I'll just basically call him the sheriff because that's what he the sheriff yeah, he is goes, the sheriff yeah sheriff goes over and talks to him and you don't hear what's said you you just sort of see them in the background talking. And then he comes over and says, you know, Raven's just going to come here. By himself. There won't just be anyone else, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Just you just you and him. And, you're, you know, you're going to duke it out sort of thing. He says, but I want you gone. I'll, I'll sort it myself. You know, move on. Yeah. And, and, and everything will be fine. Yeah. Um. So, uh... <coughs> Tom goes to the hotel and he visits Ellen and Billy. <clears throat> and um, Ellen kind of 
doesn't want to talk to him she's like i'm not interested uh you know you were you were only here because of the money and uh so tom basically takes a thousand dollars out of the ten thousand he's like that's what i owed uh mccoy yeah gives the rest of the money back he's like keep it don't care and he uh, sort of obviously had a like a bit of a fight a, a thing with uh, a bit of a not a fight exactly but with, with mccoy and you know i think she's yeah mccoy i think mccoy's annoyed because you know billy's not uh, sorry tom's not really standing up for himself with ellen i think that's kind of a frustration and she's she's got off to the bar hasn't she yeah she's gone to the bar um so he's basically gone to get her money not his money yeah um so he gives the rest back and leaves um and uh ellen basically chases after him and just leaves billy in the in the hotel room um yeah she runs after him kisses him and they immediately have sex (laughs) (laughs) but of course of course um and and what I when I say they That's, immediately I, 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 have I, I, sex, I mean they either it was the sweatiest sex ever, or they immediately have sex because it's raining outside and their hair is yeah. still wet post oh, yeah, sex. They, so like was, I, I forgot that was one of the other things. You know when I said that the director said about all the things that he thought were cool. Uh, one of the things I forgot was kissing in the rain. That was the that was the other one. So he clearly fair. wanted that. He ticked that, that box scene for like kissing in the rain. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. If it works for Mary Jane and Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh so yeah, so um that's uh that that is that is that. Uh Tom then I guess leaves her and, and goes back to the bar. Um and McCoy is is off with him at first, but he gives her money and he says, you know, you did great to be honest like he's like you know you held your own you you, you're really really great um and um he basically says hey why don't you come with me and ellen because ellen's basically said i'll leave with you she's like if we leave we can just go we'll just leave and there's no problem so ellen's willing to to leave with with tom tom is now offering that to mccoy and basically says hey why don't you leave with us and uh she basically agrees um but uh they board the train but the train stops right mm-hmm. and uh tom goes to leave but uh ellen says hey look this isn't our stop yet but of course tom then knocks her out yeah. uh and he tells mccoy look you take ellen get out of town i'm going back to richmond um again that's such a western thing to do isn't it is oh that yeah a- that's a yeah properly like knock the girl out <laughs> to put her to safety it's like poor ellen <laughs> yeah um so he plans to go back to richmond but the the train is out of order right the train going the other yeah, direction the, is out the, of order the, the bombers of uh have basically blocked all the roads and all the all the train uh, yeah. lights. but they did it too late so he's left like because yeah. presumably they did that to stop him leaving but he's already gone it's like, yeah. i'm trying to get back in now we can't get in <laughs> um but raven arrives with only two henchmen uh and the the police chief is there and he says look you know they're gone and you're under arrest you know that's that you're on your own with your your two goons think we can take you me and my cops uh but then of course raven blows his horn and uh like a million bikers turn up with guns (laughs) yeah um that was um two la biker gangs as well oh was it nice yeah 
Um, they look genuine. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Bill Paxton runs away and you're like, oh my God, what a coward. Um, and then, uh, Tom arrives, uh, a bit late. And I love the police chief's like, well, my idea went to shit. So we might as well try yours. He's he's, he's great. That, that, uh, he's awesome. Is it, uh, is it Richard Lawson? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Richard Lawson. He, I, I love it when he says, "Well, my that 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 line, my idea went to shit." He's like, <laughs> "My idea went to shit." Let's see if you do any better. And then he says something like, "Just go kick his ass" or something. He's like, "Yeah, okay." Fucking brilliant. Um, I mean, Raven again. Raven's overjoyed that he's turned up. He's, you know, mm. they've got something special planned. Well, Bill Paxton brings back the whole city of people so the city folk now come out with guns everyone's got guns on either side but they're gonna have a one-on-one fight for some reason with pickaxes yeah i think they're i think they're met um stone hammers i think i'm not sure what they are says they're sledgehammers but they don't i think they're they're not sledgehammers they look like either pickaxes or something yeah i think they're stone hammers they're really fucking cool actually they're really cool, but who think? I mean, he's clearly a psychopath. I get that, but yeah. it's an odd choice of weapon. Yeah, I think it's just it's things just like a... knives or even a sword or axes. But to bring like a pickaxe or a or a no, stone, I guess it's because you know it's like a blunt object, isn't he? I guess. I guess yeah, yeah. I guess it is a very brutal thing to bring to a fight. Yeah. Um, it's nice of him to bring two. It is going to be a fair competition. Yeah. Um, it's so this fight is awesome. Oh yeah. Um, they start Apparently off with took the pickaxes. Like four weeks to film. I'm not surprised because two there's a lot weeks. of moving parts and there's a lot yeah. of people. I think it was um, two weeks with Defoe and and uh, and um, two weeks with the stuntmen. Right. Well, I love it. Um, yeah, it's fucking amazing. I like I said earlier, I I love that the crowd are going mental the entire time, but it's yeah. completely silent. We never hear the crowd. We see them scre- screaming and shouting, yeah, uh, but they never make a noise. All we hear is Raven and Tom uh, yeah. as they fight. They fight with pickaxes or whatever they are, stone yeah. axes. I don't know, whatever. Uh, they fight with those. Um, Tom probably would have died or been horribly injured by some of the blows he gets with these things but fine whatever yeah no um, i mean he gets a pretty good crack on the arm doesn't he, he does and the ribs and you just yeah. you just sort of like yeah that arm's not working no and those ribs are broken and, yeah yeah uh but anyway tom does beat raven with the axe but yeah. then being the, the, the yeah but the, yeah he, he disarms him but then being the uh and there is a moment of fear in raven's eyes when yeah. he realizes he's done for because obviously you know tom's still got the axe and uh but of course tom is is doing the western thing again you know yep. it's like oh i disarmed you but now i'm gonna throw my pistols down in the sand and we're gonna duke it out like men uh he of course throws the pickaxe and raven immediately spears him and and starts you know punching him yeah um and raven's clearly a bit of a better hand-to-hand fighter uh he, he, yeah well i think he's because he's just more brutal isn't he he's just... yeah and he caught him off guard i guess as well yeah um but uh of course tom eventually puts raven down it's a really good fist fight yeah, there, there are very few what i would call very good fist fights in movies like really mm-hmm. well directed fist yeah. fights um and this works this really works mm-hmm. um and like i said earlier on it's such a it's such an enormous contrast from the beginning the opening 
rumble sort of thing yeah where it's all sort of weird like stage combat over the top stage combat and you know and i mean you do get um <laughs> the 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 noises of the punching and stuff is yeah. really over the top it's the it, 80s even in this fight it's the 80s but it's a massive contrast look at, look at the rocky movies from the 80s it's ludicrous yeah yeah, yeah. boom boom <laughs> yeah. it's like they're getting hit with shotgun blast every time there's a punch you <laughs> yeah. know um but it's awesome. It's cinematic, and it is is oh, yeah. great. Um, the city folk end up all pointing their guns at the bombers, and the bombers, despite the police officer saying he was going to arrest Raven, the bombers pick him up and take him away. Yeah. Um, and like, there's an there's a version of this film where the next day Tom's gone, and the bombers come back and just murder everyone in this fucking town. <laughs> <laughs> but, but i guess the idea is that the city folk have shown that they're going to stand up to the bombers so they're they're going to stay away the original ending was that cody knifes him he was going to stab him kill raven right but they want um i think the director didn't want killing he didn't want blood he didn't want you know any of that sort of stuff he, so he wanted a, a, a you know a, a more of a sort of I guess a sort of old-fashioned Western, it's a bit more thing, pulpy you know, a and comic. a bit more, yeah, yeah. So he, he didn't want that, so they changed, you know, they 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 rewrote the ending so that it, it, you know, just knocks him out, sort of thing, and they and they get on there. And I think, you know, I think the director said afterwards that might have, you know, hindered it because he said movies that he thinks were influenced by this movie, things like he said, he says seven. And what was the other one he said? I can't remember what the other one he said was now. But it's seven and something else. And he says they feel like they're, both those movies feel like they're not in real places. You know, like the the city in in seven has that feel that it's not really a city. It's, it's yeah, it's a, a weird place. Yeah. Yeah, it's like constantly raining and stuff. And he thinks that these other movies were, were more successful maybe because there was a lot more gore and stuff in them. And he thinks if maybe if they would have turned up the, the gore in this movie would have been more successful it, it feels like yeah it, it kind of feels like it almost needs that cliche ending of of um you know tom puts him down starts walking yeah. away raven comes towards him and gets shot or you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like a like a, a an official end to that because because you do feel like raven's crazy and you've yep. just let a crazy guy and his gang go away yeah. to lick their wounds and come back when you're not going to be here anymore because tom's leaving so yeah absolutely oh robocop was the other one okay yeah he, he thinks you know it, it sort of influenced those those movies in the way that, that they did things hmm. i mean you know robocop and seven you know robocop is quite gory seven not, so, not robocop is quite gory would be an understatement for, for yeah. robocop and seven's got it, it, it but I, I do think suggestive than gory. Yeah, but. Seven's very dark in its suggestion. Robocop is cartoonish in its gore, yes. um, mm -hmm. to where it's kind of silly, uh, intentionally, obviously. Um, I, mean, I I sort of feel uh, one of the other reasons I feel sorry for it when it was released is it was released basically the same week as uh, Star Trek Three, right? So you know, <laughs> it's like that's bad competition yeah I, I would have seen star trek 3 if i if there was a choice in cinema viewing yeah no doubt was... after wrath of khan i was definitely gonna watch star trek 3 yeah the other one was Bruce, uh, bruce's millions i think was 
Oh no, that's he ends up making that one too. So yeah, so it made I think it was uh, two million. I think it did, in, and that was it. I think. Yeah. Well, um, Ellen's having her concert. The Sorrells are there. I guess they out the fucking Sorrells for almost ruining their entire lives. <laughs> yeah, the sense um, that they, they now own nothing. Well, now Billy owns them, I think, because Billy's like, hey, we're going to make a fortune out of these guys. We're just going to exploit yeah. these guys now. <laughs> it's like, hey, we, we crushed them by destroying everything they own. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. I own them. Brilliant. Um, so they're 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 performing in front of a packed crowd, um, and uh, we we get uh, Tom and Billy talking backstage, and uh, Billy basically says, "Look, you know, I'm not going to get in the way. She clearly loves you, you know, Tom." And Tom's like, "Yeah, but you know, you're better for her." And it's like, she has no choice in this, apparently. It's just like, okay, sure. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 she can stay with you. Oh, no, no, you you, you have her. Like, you take her. Yeah. Does she have a voice? Um, But uh, but in any case, he says, no, no, you know, she, she's, she's, she needs you. You're better for her than I am. Uh, and, and Billy's like, well, isn't she going to be upset? And he's like, she's used to me letting her down. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, he finds her and he basically she knows she already is like okay you're leaving you've got that you're leaving face on um, but he says look you know if you ever need me you can find me you know you know where to find me um, and uh, they they share a kiss and then he leaves Ellen goes on to, to perform obviously the Sorrells were performing during this I think and then Ellen's yeah. you know having her gig now Tom watches for a bit um, and then leaves towards the end of the, the first song or so um, and immediately runs into McCoy who has stolen the car that he stole <laughs> so yeah. now it's her car somebody just left it in the street yeah she's like oh somebody just left this in the street so I picked it up it's like, oh, my car now um, and Tom I like I love the dynamic between these two because Tom's now like oh can I have a ride is that, is that right you know yeah um and uh he's like you know can i come with you and she's like yeah sure and he's like oh this could be my big moment and she's like you know she's like this could be my big chance and she's like i've already told you i'm not interested <laughs> yeah um and uh yeah so he gets in chucks his bags in and uh, and they ride off into the sequel that never happens yeah uh i love this movie it's really good fun I- it's it's a great movie. It's it, it, like you say, it is. It's real fun, and I I mean I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure, like we've said about many of these movies, it's not going to be for everybody. No, because it, it's over the top, and like there are there are parts that are literally just rock rock videos. Yes, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's why I think it it tips it into musical territory because when there's a song, there's the whole song. Yeah, like you, you watch the entire song. It's not like, oh, there's a clip of someone singing on stage and then it cuts away. It's like, no, they're probably going to perform the entire song and you're going to watch the whole song. Yeah. Um, and obviously things happen, it cuts away or whatever, yeah, yeah, but you know, but you get the yeah. entire length of a song rather than just a portion of the song and then it cuts to the next scene. Yeah, and I think the, the you know the planned sequels, I think were The, the Far City and Cody's Return, I think, were the names of the um, were going to be the names of the sequels. It's a shame. I, I, I'm curious. I, I wonder if there's any uh, information online about what those films would have been. I'd love to have seen those. Just, I mean, I'd have been happy just to watch Cody and, and McCoy. Yeah, you know? like a road movie with Cody and McCoy. The other characters. 
certainly in the second one, I would say, you know, you just have them like on a road trip or, you know, like a road movie. Maybe that was the intention. If the third one's called yeah. The Return of McCoy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who knows? But um, a, a great movie anyway. I really enjoyed rewatching this one. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a shame. It, I mean, cause it's, it's certainly damaged them. You know, damaged sort of everybody involved for a while. Yeah, I feel like Defoe did all right, but everyone else. Yeah, that's true. Uh... So probably was came out of this. Better. Well, and and Rick Mor- uh, Morales did pretty well. Yeah, because um, he just obviously, I guess, doing Ghostbusters in the same year probably helped. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, 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 would, that would have most certainly helped. <laughs> I think I think everyone probably <laughs> forgot this movie. Like it's like you know, yeah. when you think of uh, Rick Morales, is probably uh, this year and Rick Morales, this film probably doesn't come into your brain. So. Um, but yes, uh, but it's, yeah, it's just it's just a it's a it's a fun over the top movie that I, 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 I you know I would recommend people just give a go. I just I watched it last night and I just had an absolute blast. Just mm. just just I had a smile the whole time I was watching it. It's great fun. Yeah, so, it's, uh, the, the, you know the music is so good. It, oh it's, yeah, the music is super. You've got uh, you've got two um, Steinman tunes. You've got a Stevie Nicks tune in it. You've got you know these other sort of tunes and. I think like I can dream about you was a, a massive success. I think most people n- didn't know that it was part. It was on the soundtrack of this movie. It just became a success on its own. But it's you know it's got real sort of a massively cool soundtrack, and <clears throat> it's you know a heavy part of this this movie. It's 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 you know it's it's not your sort of standard. It's not a musical in this. It's a sort of the the Grease sort of way. It's it's one of those sort of um, how would how would you explain it? It's, it's it's not like a jukebox musical, but it's 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 a musical in that you know it, the mu- the music is part of the band and all that sort of stuff. It's just great yes, fun. yeah, it's just great fun. It is, yeah. I think that sums the movie up. It's just really fun. It knows what it is, and it's very good at, at just being fun. Um. So yeah, I I think Walter Hill succeeded. He succeeded in making a pulpy comic booky movie. Yeah, uh, some of the he... transitions are very comic booky as well, as I think you said earlier on. Yeah, the the, the sort of the swooping, the yeah. swooping sort of uh, you know transitions are great. Mm. I love I love that stuff. And you know, like I said, when, when I first watched it, we were up, we were obsessed with this movie for a, for a while. You know, it was like you know the cool. I loved Cody. There was you know McCoy is a great character. Diane Lane is fucking knockout gorgeous you know she, yeah for, for us everything was, was you know was right at, at that at that time and like i said it's just a shame it didn't take off yeah you know until much later you know yeah it got there in the end cult status yeah. um and like i said fucking avoids the unofficial sequel it's fucking awful i'm, I'm really tempted unless to, you're I, really curious i will probably curious, skip through the youtube video later on oh it's just just yeah. have pure morbid curiosity <laughs> yeah but uh in any case uh that was streets of fire and uh we will be back next week with our usual review stuff uh but until then stay safe take care and we'll catch you next time <laughs>